2: Hi everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The title of our podcast today is the Black Widow serial killer Louise Pete. Louise Pete um, was a bad lady. Ooh. <laughs> Who killed a few dudes. We're going to talk in the late another woman. We're going to talk about her dastardly deeds. But before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast. We cover true crime and the darker side of history, and we use adult language. So if adult language offends you, then please check out one of the other fine podcasts out there, such as They Walk Among Us, uh, which doesn't use adult language but it's an excellent true crime podcast so please check them out but if adult language if you're okay with adult language then please stick around because we're going to tell you about Louise Pete a bad I, woman a bad a, bad bad woman so I hear a bad lady a
3: bad woman, now, woman
2: she is she was the black widow <laughs> um let me introduce our panel um, we um, established a panel of highly intelligent life forms what is wrong with you today <laughs> to discuss this case um and we would like to um discuss uh, have him discuss louise pete and i'm joined by <laughs> on my left the very lovely and talented a woman who is known throughout her kingdom as brandy the benevolent her majesty queen brandy the first hi brandy how are you i'm fine timmy how are you today i'm fine i'm i'm i've been working hard rehearsing i'm going to try out i'm going to try out for up with people
4: uh, i think you should because i think I that's have an a excellent bubbly idea. personality you are a bubbly motherfucker and and you know quite frankly i think they've been missing you all these years uh, they have
2: i you know it, they're they're going to yeah, make I'll a comeback, move. and yeah. I'm going to lead that comeback. Oh, you,
4: I, absolutely, absolutely. You he got cannot be sure recognized. Got the shirt for it over <laughs> He's not been recognized. I he want has that. He not been noticed. recognized. He's making slurs
3: against me. <laughs> against it's your shirt. shirt. And it's Just a shirt. What what's wrong with my shirt? It looks like you look like a big grape walking around through here. Brandy. it's hurtful, Brandy. and
4: I feel like he fat shamed you. <laughs> He never said I'm anything. Not doing
2: it. He never said anything about my w- wait. you're the <laughs> one that said that. He called
4: you a grape. Grapes are round. Hmm. How did you not get that? He might as well have called
2: you we, Grimace. I would like to say that we are now, that comes, to, We now comes to a conclusion of Brandy Time. Yeah. Let's yeah, end Brandy Time in. Anyway. Wait a minute. He fat
4: shamed you and I'm getting shit for it?
3: You fat shamed him. I didn't fat shamed him. Said you I said, said that he that looked be- like a grape it's that purple shirt he got on I don't know what I'm you said he looked like a great. it's a
2: panty dropper <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a panty dropper it's Excellent. a very nice shirt I don't know what's wrong with my shirt it's, it's a polo
4: nice. shirt there's nothing wrong with it thank if you're you a yuppie thank you Brandon okay
2: I would also like to introduce a man who is yeah. considered the most dangerous man in podcasting today it's not though he's considered an oasis in the desert of despair no he's looked not. upon as uh the uh as the moral compass of our podcast <sighs> No, the very honorable the reverend colonel charles beauregard hawk walters the third affectionately known as the southern gentleman how are you today colonel i'm not good Tim. no for god's sake what's wrong colonel
3: Timmy, the boys are coming home this weekend well you should be
2: rejoicing you get to see your twin
3: do you know i was scrubbing grout with a toothbrush last night I'm sorry. No, I was cleaning up a house that those two monsters spent their whole life destroying, mm-hmm. and it has to be clean for them when they come home.
2: This is according to Renee.
3: Yeah, and all they're going to do is come in, take a leak in the bathroom. Most of it going to hit the floor. They still haven't got the aim down, and
2: I'm just not good, Timmy. I'm sorry. So mm, it sounds you like, like you're have a lovely weekend and get to visit with your sounds sons. like you're
3: being a whiny. we you going to have all three boys there and, uh, and a dog mm-hmm.
2: where well, your dog's always there.
3: I prefer the dog. Um, <clears throat> so that'll work out for me.
2: Okay. And well, we're going to,
3: uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Italianette pizza parlor tonight.
2: So very be nice. Fun what be. will you, what will you be uh, having?
3: I will be having...
2: Steak.
4: He's going to have steak at the pizza parlor because he's you.
2: That's going to be a little odd. (laughs) I could have a steak. Okay. You could. So before we get started... Going to a pizza
4: place. What are you going (laughs) to (laughs) have? He's going to be like you and he's going to have a burger or some turkey on white bread.
2: All right. So I'm weird. Which water is yours, Timmy? The one here sitting next to me. What about this one? I think that
4: one is his, too, that he left yesterday. (laughs) Because, evidently, this place is a frat house that you all just (laughs) leave your shit all over. Your
2: office is is kind of like our happy place. We come here and we can get away from all that ails us.
3: I come to your office and sometimes look at porn on your computer. Pleasures himself.
2: (laughs) I have pleasured myself (laughs) in your chair. We would like to give a shout-out to a um, new podcast. Um, it's called Once Upon a True Crime. It's an excellent podcast, and it's available on iTunes. Please check it out. Uh, if you're a true crime fan, you will love it. I'm going to give a shout-out to my mother because— uh, She's the, awesome. She's awesome, and the colonel keeps forgetting her, apparently. And um, I got, By the way, I got a letter from Lady Beverly uh, oh. in, in the U.K. Uh, We're pen pals now, so I'm going to write her back. This weekend. Are you gonna, so very, when very do you figure
3: though. out how, can
2: I put my little lady Beverly in the envelope? Here's what you need to do. You you, you, you can't, I know you're, you're going to have to
4: go to the post office and get special stamps. No.
2: Oh. You just put, on, just put additional U.S. stamps on it and write airmail on the envelope and it will get there.
4: Really? Yes. Because yes. that's not what the postmaster told me.
2: Well, who are you going to believe? The I don't know. Postmaster to, or me? I don't <laughs> know how to do the address. Remember. I have girlfriends around the world, so <laughs> yeah. But you don't send them yeah, letters. You usually, you send to. you usually use PayPal
3: for them. Yeah. <laughs> no well, letters. You're not yeah. check no, seriously. You can text. just put
2: uh, the postage. Just postage. You can just put an additional stamp or two. I would put three and then just write airmail.
4: I don't know if I believe you. Try it, and then if it works, that's All fine. Right. But you only have one but stamp. You don't even have one stamp anymore.
2: Yeah, I know. Dominique took my stamp and threw it up and wadded it up and threw it away. Yeah, she's sending. Um, Sarah, the uh, logo that we signed well, for. you're
4: going to have to go to the post. Oh, notes.
2: and big news. Of course, members of our Facebook group already know this, but we are now part of the ACAST network. Um, someone found value in what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it hard to believe. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. <laughs> I know. But... Uh, um, you know we're kind of like the it'll was, it was probably be like the United States Football League, the USFL. <laughs> we're gonna have a contract. <laughs> no, nah, we're just kidding. We're very happy to be part of Acast, and um, we're can, happy. Can they cut us? Yeah, they can. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we can be fired. Yes, we can. So. be fired oh
3: God,
4: now there's
2: pressure. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, let's get into the topic. I'm lucky of, to hold down a real job. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into uh, How the bad story this woman was. of Louise Pete. She was a bad woman. She, she was, was a Timmy. Bad bad well, bad that's what I hear. She and I have something in common because we both have two first names. She was Louise Pete. I have three first names. No, because Vinay is not
4: a fucking name. That's hey, something same someone, someone made what, up. How
2: did they get Vinay out of is Because anything? It, was my
4: gra- it was my grandmother's it, name. She had to start somewhere. That's it, all I'm asking. It was it's my like grandmother's name. Where Brandy, did what, how start? do you spell it?
2: V E N N A? Yes.
4: But no, my name, my legal name is Brandy Scott Herman. I have three first names, smartass. Okay, Timmy T.
2: That's weird. I have three first names too.
4: And for your information, I have two second cousins. Both of them are named Vene or Venna, and her name was Venna. Why not just? Why not just name yourself the JJ? So, wait a minute. So, you're talking about my murdered grandmother's <laughs> maybe name. In, maybe she rest in peace. You're talking about my murdered grandmother. It's not like Chuck's family that just kicks over. My murdered grandmother. Uh, this
2: is you're nothing talking about against her. her. I'm talking about the name Vinay. It's just not a common name. That's all I'm How saying. How
3: old was your grandmother when she got murdered? In her 30s, 40s, 40s. Oh, so she wasn't an old grandma. Uh-uh. So, it wasn't like she... Well, she was, she I mean, it, you yeah. know, you get murdered at, like, 96. It ain't really a murder, really. I hers, mean,
4: hers was pretty gruesome and nasty. Yeah. So, I I and they don't know who did it. But and there's no information. Yeah.
2: That's a sh- that's awful.
4: Is it? Because you're making fun of her name, you fucking No, chode. I'm not
2: making fun of her name. I'm making fun of the name Vinay. Nothing to do what? with your grandmother. Maybe she rested. That was her deep. name! Yes, but I'm talking about the name in, in general. I'm not talking about her specifically. You want me what's to, her middle
4: name? Do you want me? I don't know, but do you want me to get into so, all the dipshit Tims running around so this world? So you
2: don't know your grandmother's middle name, and I I'm don't think she to had one. <laughs> I don't think she had one. Colonel? Huh, maybe they stole it when they killed her. I don't know. That don't make any sense at all. Sometimes he's funny, and sometimes <laughs> he's just,
3: you know. No, I mean, maybe they just, you know, they brought her to the morgue and said, what's her name? And they were like, Vinay, and they just like, fuck that I don't even. I'm not even going. I like the name. How about um, if we talk about this chick
4: that kills men? All right, <laughs> Louise Pete. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like we could. It relate. feels like
3: there'd be a nursery rhyme about her, like Pete, Pete, Louise, Pete. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Really. So one of our listeners can make one up. Yeah, please do. You can first.
2: Gin, Gin, Wicks. Please, please do that for us. Yes. Yeah. You bust cannot. a rap she, for me. She's making awesome jewelry for um, um, a Dweeb related. I saw that. Yeah. That's really neat. Okay. Let's talk about, um, by the way, we have uh, DweebCon coming up really soon in October. So we're looking forward to that. The Black Widow, serial killer Louise Pete. By yes. the time she was in her late 30s, Brandy, Louise Pete had left a trail of shattered lives in her wake from Boston, Massachusetts to Waco, Texas.
3: Oh. Mm. That's think a long about, way. Think about that. Mm-mm-mm. Sean pony express she was
2: so the on. reason that two men committed suicide, Brandy. <laughs> I aspire to be her. She killed a man in an alleged rape attempt. Was it just to watch him die? No. Was it in no? no? a, a, a. She alleged that she was being raped, but after she killed some other people, it casts some doubt upon her story.
4: <laughs> yes.
2: Louise is believed to be responsible for at least three murders, and she became one of only four women ever to be executed in California's gas chamber, Brandy. Yes. I think Um,
3: they need to bring back the gas chamber. Okay. Because that way you can see them all turn purple and shit when they get the death Mm. penalty. That lethal injection just seems too peaceful for me.
2: Okay. So, let me tell you about (laughs) her... That's not really justice. Let me tell you about her early life, Colonel. Please do. Yeah, she's got a fucked up name. Uh, Okay, well, come on. Born Lofi <laughs> <laughs> Louise Priestlaw. Lolo. Can we call her
4: Lolo from now on? No. Damn it. Yeah, I'm going her to. Lo- Lofi sh- Louisa,
2: Louisa Priestlaw. Coleslaw? What? <laughs> yeah, priestlaw. Priestlaw. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's As opposed a, to postlaw. Yeah. So tell me about Lolo. Okay, she was born in 1880, Brandy. Oh, for Pete's sake! In Bwayneville, Louisiana, Colonel. Of course, you're very familiar with Bwayneville. Well, I've been there. <laughs> what did you? What, uh, of what, course, what, he has. On what occasion were you in Bwayneville? I was. I was
3: down there for uh, for a uh, Rotary convention, Timmy. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they have very few very few working ladies down there. Let me ask you a question.
5: Yeah.
4: Do you know what the Rotary Club does? Mm-hmm. What? They spin
3: and shit. Yeah. They That's, rotate. No, he got it's me. like you're sitting at a table and it's like, okay, move, and everybody Makes gotta get up to me, and shit. Right? So shift it's like musical chairs. It's right. Just a constant you, game you, of musical chairs. A circle, circle you thought
4: you circle. had him in a trap. I did. I did. I did. That's my bad. All right. I, so anyway. I
2: underestimated him. Uh Louise was uh down there in Louisiana. She was uh a daughter of a very socially Prominent newspaper publisher, Brandy. Sweet.
3: William Hurst. No. <laughs> no. Different guy. Rupert Murdoch.
2: She attended, Brandy. Ted Turner. <laughs> she attended a, an exclusive private school in Orleans. What do you think about that? la da <laughs> <laughs> Fancy, fancy. But Colonel, she was expelled at age 15 for stealing from her classmates and engaging in inappropriate behavior. She haven't quite us. Louise was caught giving oral sex to a now, boy on school grounds. Now, Dude, see, I everyone think knows you got to move off school grounds
4: for that <laughs> I, shit.
3: I see that thing if the if they're consenting. If they're what? They're not consenting. consenting. She's fifteen years old. Well, how old was he? I don't know. They're
4: no. not adults.
3: Yeah. Okay, but if they're for both fifteen, come on.
2: It's 30 if you add school them up. School grounds. It's 30 if you add them up. Yeah,
4: you ain't never. Now, come on. Dude, you go you're across gonna, the street to the La Rosa's seriously, like the God, like God intended. Missing
3: that. E- economics pre- professor here. Seriously? I'm not I going mean, there. No, I'm just saying you're talking about school grounds. You're telling me you never did it on school grounds uh-uh. with economics? I don't believe you. Oh, I don't care. Well, maybe you would have got A if you did it on school grounds instead of that B minus. I didn't get it at hmm. B minus.
2: Hmm. All right. So Bet she got sweet ass, I didn't get a B minus. <laughs> she got caught giving uh, going down on this kid and she was kicked out of school. She returned home go across the street to Buenaville, where she enjoyed Brandy the life of a debutante. I'm sure you're quite familiar with that life.
4: <laughs> yeah. Me and Paris Hilton live live
2: parallel lives. Now Louise was not very popular in school. Uh, how? Now now how is she not good. popular?
3: Because once you get caught giving a, yeah, hummer well, she's prob- probably popular with the boys. You think that will boost your social status? Yeah, you somewhat. think
2: you get some rep points or something. Yeah. The did. other kids found fra- the I, other kids found her to be snobbish, Brandy, and sh- they felt that she would talk down to them. So I'm pitching. <laughs> she probably did. I'm picturing this little girl a Little House on the Prairie. Uh, <laughs> Nellie. Yeah. Uh. That's who I'm picturing. Nellie giving a hummer. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway S- slutty Nelly. <laughs> slutty Nelly, yeah. Her father hired a nanny to follow Louise all day at school, ensuring that she was safe and all of her needs were met. What a shit job. <laughs> That'd be a, a pretty much a cake job, I Louise think. Louise insisted that her nanny always remain ten yards away from her. There you go. I wouldn't yards. even show up. Louise would often berate her nanny in front of the other children and threaten to have her fired. See, nope. Would he, why would he even let the nanny come to school?
4: Because it wasn't like it was now, like yeah. it is
2: now. Mm. On at least two occasions, Brandy, yes, Louise slapped her nanny in front of teachers and class <laughs> No, see, no, that's where you slept the nanny. That's where that's where slapped you fuck nanny. Lolo up. That's where you <laughs> fuck
4: Lolo up. You drop a elbow on Lolo. Yeah, apparently,
2: like, apparently, she was you know look, her parents bitch. spoiled her a bit. I see that. Louise would hand her homework assignments to her nanny at the end of each day and order her to do the work on her, Louise's behalf. So she was a dumb girl, too. Well, I don't know. I don't know necessarily if she was dumb. She just didn't want to do the work. So. Well, she's
4: smart,
3: so she handed it to the
4: bitch that was going to yeah, do it. Yeah, but at
3: some point she had to learn how to do math. Did she? Eventually,
2: <laughs> Brandy. Yes. School <laughs> officials forbade the parents from sending the nanny to the school.
3: No more Shocking. nanny. Yeah, it's a nanny-free zone. Yeah. I went. They could have sent
2: Fran Fran Drescher. Yeah. To, can, uh, to counter this, she wouldn't have put up with that shit. To counter this, There's a little game of chess going on between <laughs> cat and mouse game with the <laughs> yeah with the school board and <laughs> Louise's parents. To counter this. Louise's father purchased a small home next to the school <laughs> for the nanny to stay at during school hours so she would be available to meet their daughter's every need. So you see that nanny sitting binoculars. out there with the like binoculars. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Tele- periscope or telescope or whatever.
2: Now, it, Louise eventually would have the nanny fired, mm. I'm sad to say. When uh, The Louis- nanny
4: probably skipped out of there.
2: When the <laughs> yeah. nanny reported to Louise's parents that Louise was having sex with a 65-year-old <laughs> man in Dwayneville.
4: Oh, yes. How
2: they didn't like that, now? did they? She was like 15 or 16. So they
4: didn't like the fact that she's having sex with the 65-year-old man, so they fired the so they nanny. they fired the nanny. Yeah. She, uh,
2: she,
4: well, she, the nanny should have stopped her. Uh,
2: I, all, I can, all I know is that... Um, You'd have been in. You know, s- She was a snitch.
5: Who my
4: nanny? <laughs> Did she get britches? I don't know. <laughs> nanny
3: was a snitch. Snitches the girl get was fifteen years old. They were paying her to be a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker had fought in the Civil War. She can't be banging on him. They pay, they paid <laughs> her to be a
4: snitch. <laughs>
2: yeah. Look, I'm just, I'm just. You're just reporting the news, you. there, yeah. Walter. All no, right. Don't don't shoot the messenger. Now, because the nanny,
3: 65, they didn't even have the Viagra
2: back then, Timmy. Because the nanny was of Haitian descent, No, she was deported. Oh,
3: she no, she put a spell on her. Louise was ah. certain that
2: the nanny put a voodoo hex mm-hmm. on her after she had her fired. You can't fuck she with those Haitian
3: Haitian nannies; they will she get some bones have. and new and shit.
2: Her parents continued to spoil Louise throughout high school. They Did would, they get her a car? They would hold lavish parties in her honor.
4: How many kids, how many brothers and sisters did she have?
2: You know, I don't think she had any.
3: Ah, that's why. They didn't have 35 nannies.
2: Although not very popular in school. Her (laughs) parents. Very
3: popular to old folks. Her
2: parents would throw lavish parties and pay her classmates to attend. (laughs) It's so a sweet deal. You get paid to go to a party. Right. And it is the Paris Elton there. Yeah. Food and drink. I'm hoping that uh, with the, us joining ACAST that we will they'll be paying us just to hang out at clubs. Oh, for know, sure. Have a little roped up area for sure. maybe you and the colonel.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Louise graduated high school dead last in her class in 1899. <laughs> That's
4: surprising. Bummer.
2: And she attended, uh, then attended finishing school, where she learned to be a lady, Brandy. Yes, well, evidently that's yeah. what, that that's where what you people walk, did. Is it where you walk did? with a book on your head? And yeah. yeah. And learn can you, how to you walk sit. with a book on your head? Yes. Can you? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. I really would like to see that.
4: Uh, when he when he lets me hook my stuff up to his stomach and shock him, the tens unit. Yes, I will right. walk let's, around let's with a book we can on that my head. make
2: happen, because I want to see you with a book on your head. That is something I would pay to see i don't I don't know <laughs> why all you have to mm-hmm. do is
4: stand up straight no
2: you have to walk you have to walk to and fro with a book on your head do I have to walk fro <laughs> you have to walk fro of course you can't just walk to you can't
3: just walk to. Yeah. that's only half the job well, I can do it and you've got to turn around yeah, I can do all that
2: so she goes to it. finishing school
3: poor tea to,
2: to learn to be a lady got to
4: learn to pour tea sit with your legs closed that kind of stuff Of course she struggled with that. <laughs>
2: Louise was expelled after one semester for sleeping with a headmaster. Uh, From finishing school? (laughs) Yes.
3: I see. That was the reason they called him the headmaster.
2: So she was given a headmaster head, it sounds like. (laughs) She's getting more than that. In 1903, when she was 23 years old, Louise met a young man, a dashing young man named Henry Bosley. He was a traveling salesman, Brandy.
4: Did he start Hair Club for Men? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know. That's Tom Bosley. Oh, <coughs> my bad. Okay.
4: Did he start Hair Club for Men? No, no. he was
3: Mr. Cunningham. On well, the, I know
4: who he was, but I didn't uh, know if he... Happiness. I don't know what he did to ensure his retirement. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, you would think that, you know, she's found love and all was well. Alas.
4: But alas. <laughs> but
2: alas. <laughs> Her parents did not approve. Didn't make enough money of Mr. Bosley, Henry Hank Hank. I don't see how you get Hank out of Henry.
4: That's all right. So Lolo's found love.
2: Yes, she found love, but they don't. But her parents were vehemently opposed to the idea of her marrying marrying uh, Mr. Bosley. And um, her father went so far as so far as to call Bosley a cad. Nuh-uh. a cad. And. A scallywag. Nah. Oh, not a
3: scallywag. Wags reserved for the dastardliest of people, Timmy. Fighting words. Well,
2: yeah, yeah. maybe Henry Bosley was not a. No, first.
3: I'll tell you who a scallywag. The old sixty-five-year-old man who was romping in the in the hay with this girl. He was a scallywag. All right, and he uh, was a cad <laughs> and a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're on the same page there. Ugly word. Parents
2: mm. were vehemently opposed brandy to marriage. And a father, but um, Louise married Henry anyway. Oh. Hank. Her father promptly disinherited Louise from the will because he did not want Henry Bosley to have access to his funds. I don't blame him. He's a scallywag. And a cad. Fucking cad. Now disowned by her parents. She
3: was 23 at this time? Yes. Damn, she was damn near a spinster in those days.
2: Disowned by her parents, Louise joined Henry on the road. But, uh, you know, he was a traveling salesman. He sold um, kitchen utensils.
3: And full of brushes, I bet.
2: I don't know. But anyway, she joined him on the road, and it was fun life for a while, Brandy. Mm Mm-hmm. Being with the man she loved, seeing the country, going to and fro. And fro and to. But, alas.
3: Alas. She killed him.
2: Louise Not soon yet. grew bored with her balding husband, oh, oh, balding scallywag, and would often flirt with his customers.
4: Well, he had
2: to. Mm-hmm. Did he close the deal? But Henry didn't know that his commissions that he were making that he was earning would begin to buy the sparkling luxuries that haunted Louise's mind. Mm. how do you like that colonel how how do you like that turn of phrase
3: did you steal that from whitman or was that (laughs) your
2: own timmy i kind of it all by myself damn that was good thank you Colonel. one day brandy in tulsa oklahoma you ever been to tulsa brandy i have not colonel you ever been to tulsa i was in a rodeo
3: one of course in tulsa
2: timmy (laughs) really did you last eight seconds?
3: I lasted. He doesn't eight last seconds. eight seconds at anything. <laughs> I lasted eight seconds. Uncle BS. On a meanest bull
2: they had there. Uh, a boy Uncle named BS. Now, when you're, you know, when you're riding, say, uh-huh. Colonel, do you hold on for dear life, or how? How do you that, explain to me when you're riding the bull? When you're, you're riding did. the bull, Timmy, the the thing
3: is, is to let you're your not body a flow. A bull named Timmy. Fu Manchu, you fucking you idiot! Your body That's flow. a song. You hold on to the thing down. You you wrap Summer it up tight with one hand. Your huh? other hand is absorbing the energy of the bull, Timmy. That's why the <laughs> you, arm flails like so that. So you and the bull become one. You become one with the bull, Timmy. I see. And you just, the bull bucks, and your body absorbs energy, and it comes flailing out now, that other arm.
2: Now, off. after eight seconds, you dismount, of course.
3: Sometimes, depending <laughs> on how pretty the bull is. I see. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Normally, after eight seconds, Timmy, the bulls realize that, I usually shop for about 12, 14 seconds, and then after the bull After eight seconds, the
4: bulls realize they need a shower. <laughs>
3: that I- that <laughs> The I, bull's that asleep. That I- <laughs> Yeah. That I had conquered said bull, uh-huh. and uh, I would just climb off, and me and the bull would part ways with a nod of mutual respect. <laughs>
2: I see. All right. Okay. Well, that was quite an interesting story there, Colonel. <laughs> it was not. So one day, Brandy, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Louise was arrested when some of the jury belonging to the occupants of a boarding house that they were living in was found in her Bureau drawer. Oh, she found a better hiding spot. Mm-hmm. After tearful apologies, she didn't mean to steal it, and an embarrassing s- explanations. The Bosleys left for Waco, Texas, so they they dodged a bullet.
3: Why didn't she just give him a Hummer and move make on? it all
2: better? Yeah. The compulsion to steal was still uh, in her mind. And in um, Waco, she was arrested for stealing uh, a necklace out of a showcase at a local jewelry shop.
3: Hmm. If they're just going to leave them laying around like that.
2: Once (laughs) again, Henry's salesmanship and Louise's tears won her a suspended uh, sentence and a stern warning from the judge. Do not do that again, young lady. Don't be playing that bullshit no more. Mm-hmm. And
4: she's probably over there going, if you, if I do it again, will you spank me? That's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Don't that's judge. What, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. The judge was judging. Well, that's job. The judge his is job. paid to judge.
2: That's his job. Henry finally realized... He a judgy judge. Henry finally realized that he had taken... Uh, Bitten uh, off more uh, than he could chew. <laughs> <laughs> taken upon himself a bundle <laughs> yeah. of pure misery with Lu- Louise. And... Um, he did not like she did because she complained every time they stayed at a dirty hotel room. Um, they she complained.
3: <laughs> Unlike your dates to me. Well, now,
2: now I mean, this young lady is a debutante. She was raised in a very good household, a very you know well-to-do family, and here he is, you know, traveling the country with his uh, uh, sales case or whatever, going from town to town selling. You What's know, her
3: last name to me?
2: Uh, selling utensils, Pete. Oh yeah, was Ooh. that with the knee? Yes. Three of them. Two, yeah. So anyway, the marriage is not going well at this point, Brandy. It is not. Henry was so busy keeping his uh, young wife amused and satisfied. She's not even worth looking at. That he didn't have much time or energy to carve out much of a selling career, Brandy. Hmm. The end came, Colonel, predictably swift, a year or so later, in a drab little town. Henry returned from a, a trip, two days' selling trip to the hotel room where he had left his young bride to find that his wife was in a state of complete undress ah. and she was consorting with an unknown male wearing nothing more than a guilty look.
3: <laughs> That's beautiful, there, Timmy. I like that prose. That is some prose right there. Timmy, now do you have amongst your degrees is one in is creative writing? Timmy? No,
2: me? but you know, I, I, I people ask me that all the time. They don't. I, I think
3: that they, they should award you a lifetime achievement an honorary I'm, degree. I'm hoping to be. Uh,
2: I'm hoping to win a Nobel Prize.
3: Oh, Dylan can do it, you could do it. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Brandy. Why don't
3: you get off your Candy Crush, listen to his prose, and learn something here, devil. Yeah, Brandy. Pra- I'm So, he, So,
2: uh, Henry comes home to the hotel room, and she's banging this guy. Right. So, there was a confrontation. Nuh-uh. <laughs> and two days later, Henry was found dead at a, <laughs> in a hotel near Waco <laughs> with a thirty two caliber pistol in his hand. Apparently, he had decided to take his own life.
4: Had he? Hmm.
2: Heartbroken, hmm. Louise sold Henry's belongings and moved to Shreveport. Clearly heartbroken. Where she worked as a prostitute until she could afford a trip to Boston. I know, we're supposed to say sex workers, but,
3: you know. Well, back in those days, it
2: was prostitutes, Timmy. Okay. So anyway, she moves to Boston. Okay, Brandy? Because he yes. said,
3: please come to Boston. She said no. To be a hooker. To be a hoe. A <laughs> hoe gonna do what a hoe gonna do, Timmy.
2: So um hmm. so now a young lady of 23 her figure was matured she had breast <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> she had some social graces that she learned in uh, boarding school Uh-huh She checked into a hotel in Boston under the name of Anna Lee Gold Brandy amazing To the other guests, she let it leak out that she was an heiress to several European estates. Just kind of drop that.
4: Just, I'm going to leave that here.
2: Putting it all out on front street, (laughs) Brandon. After a year in Boston, Boston, Louise managed to sweet talk an aging bachelor, Brandy.
4: Surprising. I wonder how she swept us.
2: Out of talking. a packet of gilt edged securities. But the old man found her hand in the family jewel box during a weekend visit. So
3: she had a hand on the family jewels, Tim.
2: <laughs> and Louise hastily left for
3: Dallas, Texas. Oh, she let go of the family jewels before she hastily left.
2: Cause and, now, and now, and now. We will sit here mesmerized. <laughs> now, you just put the two-syllable words in there, right, To me, Yeah.
3: You ain't got no long ones in there.
2: Mesmerized by the... The enchanting uh,
3: voice of the devil.
2: Of the lovely Queen Brandy. Tell us what happens next. You guys
4: are asshats. The dramatic change of scene meant little to Louise. Her train Did you
2: ever go to uh, short-time hotels with your boyfriends? No. Her, no, no, no. Come on, come on. Tell us about your first no,
3: experience. No, no. Colonel? Devil, we got to know at least you your first nothing, experience. John you can Snow. tell us where. <laughs> you can at least tell us where it occurred. No. How old were you? Fifteen. Uh, you were fifteen. You liked You, you just like this woman here. Was it I on Jezebel. Yeah, see? Damn. Fifteen so okay, years you're 15, old. Fifteen,
2: you're spreading your legs so who? <laughs> <laughs> for who? For uh,
3: who? Now, we don't know. It could have been a different position. But... 15, don't you feel like you was a little, maybe not mature enough yet? I'm going to talk about Lolo. No, I'm We're just, talking I mean, about this is something life. I think that we should, we need to well, cover. We,
2: we, we always share our stories. That's your yeah, fault. We our he talks <laughs> about riding the bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Eight seconds. And sometimes the bull. Okay. There you go. Now, hold on. <laughs> so. So, okay, 15. Yeah. So, can some... you th- can you tell us his first name?
4: I can tell you all of his names, but I will not.
2: Uh, was it a, he no, had three names? It. Was it a positive experience? Sure.
3: Okay. Was it the only time with I him? I mean, I did it again. No. Oh, no, okay. but
2: you know, sometimes it's not what you
4: right. I, thought no. it would
2: be. Chuck it has that experience. Every Everyone has been with <laughs> Chuck has that <laughs> yeah. same Just like riding a bull for them, me. <laughs> they, so th- they're lucky to last eight seconds. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, I dated this woman once, and she would she would come in like three seconds. I'm serious. She was worse than the guy. She would come like, to like you know, like she's like, you know, I'm done. You're like, oh, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> Hold on.
3: No, it is how it works, Timmy. The horse race. Remember? Yeah, yeah. The first when one across the us, finish line. When it's us, but not
2: with the. Well, no, I mean, she the wanted wh- me to stop. What? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. She it, was down in 3 seconds. It's like I got months. mine. She only
4: she only came one time.
2: Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, she would come just like That's I mean, some you know. bullshit. Well, it right was kind of nice because you know the expectations were so low. Not if she wants you to come. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I makes you to feel it's good just, for your self-esteem, but <laughs> yeah, well. You know. Oh yeah, I did that.
3: All right. But uh so I mean she really wanted you to See you know what and, Yeah, yeah and, I
2: mean she was like oh that was wonderful. Wait a minute here there's there's more to do. Yeah. You know.
3: You know the worst thing is too when you get in that position because you know men like us mm-hmm. Timmy we have a certain they, age Men
2: nope. are debonair Debonair who knows have our our a way around the females in Yeah. No no <laughs> no to let explain it. explain all the female genocide. no we
3: got look the, i gotta got talk the, about uh, lolo here well let We're me talk about let her. me and timmy just finish our pouring here oh make it quick when we have when you have gentlemen like me and timmy yeah refined gentlemen ex,
4: of a certain age
3: experienced lovers mm-hmm.
4: old bucks
3: experienced lovers mm-hmm. um and women will often climax quickly
2: oh like a know. snap of your fingers
3: Yeah, I mean, for us, it's like turning on and off a water faucet to wash your hands. I mean, we know what we're doing. We know our way around And then
2: they start following you around like puppies. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Stalking you.
3: Yeah, I noticed um, the line following you both. And then they often, sometimes, you know, because... Their bodies are so racked with pleasure. Oh my God, pleasure. stop talking. And
4: they have Stop talking. Have Turn off his mic.
3: <laughs> no, I mean. The do you have
4: of, that kind of power? He,
2: you do. He's explaining to you. I don't, need, exp, I don't need my
4: body explained
3: to me. I got it. It's. Ew. It's a physical equivalent no. of. When you've been with the colonel or Timmy. Mm-hmm. It's a physical equivalent of being on the rack for like 30 it's like, minutes.
2: It's like fucking winning the lottery.
3: It is no, but these women are often weak from the experience afterwards. Weak in the knees, <laughs> even their lay, knees will buckle. They're too weak to lay down. Sometimes and they throw up. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they do. So you, so what they will say to you is oh please hurry, you know, and, and there's nothing you can say to a man that will make him. Take a long, long time. See, if you if a man's suffering from premature ejaculation, oh, no, my, all the woman has to say to him is, "Okay, make this a quick one." Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever, you know, rolled somebody over and said, "Hey, it's four o'clock in the morning. Wake up! I uh-huh. can't sleep." Uh-huh. And they say to you, "You know, hey, make this a quick one." After you say make it a quick one, that sun gonna be shining, the rooster crowing before you. What they say to
2: me? What they usually say to me is, "What the fuck
4: kind of roosters do you have?"
2: What they usually say to me is, um, you're not paying by the hour. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. All right. So right. I'm just saying. Okay. So the dramatic change. I'm going to recap. Please. The dramatic change of scene meant little to Lolo. Hmm. Her trade was still the same, and as a hooker making house calls, she became a favorite with the local gentry. Uh. She, she made was, house calls She was doing yeah. the, uh, the out call That's, that's, On, smart. Yeah. that's smart
2: That's smart well, business yeah. You gotta admit that It is smart business it's like a so traveling me. salesman yeah. <laughs> On the
4: side She also pilfered jewelry From the absent wives Of wealthy clients <laughs> oh. Selling off the pieces That she did not choose To keep herself And then what's there the
3: guy Gonna say The hooker
2: stole it Yeah There's nothing That pisses a woman a off Worse than having Some whore come in And steal her jewelry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, I two. mean that makes For a long evening yeah. when you're, You can
3: bang <laughs> the husband Yeah but you know what? You You're, steal fucking you, you, pearls. You got, yeah. Yeah. yeah you. In time,
4: she pushed her luck too far and was discovered. Damn it. Threatened with exposure, she retired to Waco, Texas, where she wooed and won Joe Appel.
2: You ever been wooed,
3: Brandy? Oh, I've been wooed. Well, what about threatened with exposure? Because it sounds to me, from <clears throat> most of your stories, you've done a lot of exposing, Devil. Okay. Have you been threatened with exposure before? Did they, how did Dave woo you? Joe
4: Appel was a wildcat oil man best known for the diamonds that studded his rings, belt buckle, and even the buttons of his clothing. The
2: motherfucker was a baller. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: Shot caller. One week after Joe first met Lolo, he, discover- he was discovered dead. <laughs> a bullet in his skull, oh, his boy, diamonds Joe. missing. Di- oh. Called before a special grand jury... Louise admitted shooting a Pell down in self-defense. Well, of course. In air quotes. <clears throat> the oil man tried to rape her, she maintained, and she was forced to act accordingly. The missing jewels, forgotten, members of the jury openly applauded as they set her free.
3: <laughs> <laughs> By 1913... That's some fucked up stuff right there. <laughs> but, Steal a man, take his <laughs> diamonds, <laughs> shoot him in <laughs> hand... Go, girl. You know, I I, I fear, I fear sometimes, Timmy, Uh that uh, if the Mrs. Colonel were to ever put a bullet or two in me. She's getting a standing ovation for real. We may do the wave. By 1913,
4: running out of luck and ready cash in Dallas, Louise married local hotel clerk Harry Farote.
2: See that does not seem like a match made in heaven because well, you know hotel clerks are cool, but they don't make the, they, don't they don't make, make bank. bank.
3: No, he, they don't you make know bank. what though? He could get a good setup on a room. Well, yeah. See, he, she was being entrepreneurial. Though. Yeah. Now that's could, oh, yeah, that's smart. Well, okay. Let me entrepreneurial devil. Don't is like if don't. you're going to start a. business. do you, bit, think, it's she, a, she, do you think it would be
2: better money. than the government rate? <laughs> it would be. Yeah. It
4: was primarily a marriage. of. convenience, hers and, hers and flagrant adultery on the part of the bride uh, mm-hmm. soon drove for, to hang himself in the hotel basement. <laughs> uh, in uh, Why are you laughing at this poor son of a bitch?
2: I, you know, I would <laughs> date this woman if she'd been around. <laughs> oh, f- for sure. <clears throat> I'd be texting her right now. In
4: 1915, <laughs> moving on to Denver, Louise married Richard Pete.
3: So hold on, she really... Please come to Denver. They're yeah, both. She's following
4: the song. She just,
2: she just said no.
3: Uh,
2: she said yes. She, she like, married Richard P. Oh, a door, to, do- again, a door- to door again. A door to door utensil salesman.
4: You couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting the
2: utensil salesman, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was a big need for utensils yeah. back in the day, and you had to wait till a salesman comes <laughs> to your door to buy a fork.
3: Forks—they would just been discovered.
2: Fork. Yeah, they didn't even have—they didn't even have sporks back then. Um. No, they just. A spoon or a they fork. They were still eating with it. the
3: caveman spoon. Then all of a sudden, See, they, 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 they thing screwed came up when it.
2: they invented that spork because before people had to buy a fork and they had they to buy had a spoon. spoon. Yeah, now they could just buy a spork. But you know what
3: always blows me away, Timmy?
2: <sighs> what's that? From?
3: You go in. I go into the Bed Bath and Beyond, right? <laughs> yeah. You can't find a good metal spork.
2: Oh, that's why is that, Brandy?
4: Because <clears throat> adults shop at Bed Bath and Beyond. But, but if for a spork,
3: you. I mean, a spork is a utility thing. I yeah, mean, it's, it's it's the perfect food item.
4: You could probably find item. it. You could find it
3: at you know a camping store.
4: Oh mm. no, I want fancy silver spork. You cannot have a fancy silver spork. I am. You sorry. know, one time
2: I went camping with a Coleman lighter, a lantern, mm. and I caught my tent on fire. <laughs> 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 it was the damnedest thing. <laughs>
3: Of course you did <laughs> You like those people on naked and I, did, I, I had to sleep on the,
2: I had to sleep uh, Unsheltered that night
3: But at least She was warm <laughs> Yeah Those
4: Slept things by
2: are the... As fuck man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah they are
4: Can you see Timmy Settling in for the night By his tent That is up in flames <laughs> Eh yeah, fuck it It
2: wasn't a good experience It's
4: gone <laughs> Fuck it jesus
3: we went, this i didn't have to take it down the next morning of a short story <laughs> so there's <laughs> that this is, this, and this is why i've had this ongoing battle we went camping one time when the kids were little and they was uh it was up in miami whitewater Park. yeah here and in ohio so we we decided to go camping in a tent which is really for homeless people i, I call people to camp in tents basically homeless i well,
2: used he, to canoe that river the miami river yeah. And and I, I couldn't I didn't know. I could see you as a big canoe. No <laughs> I didn't know. I was for a learned, huge outdoorsman canoe and the girl with me didn't know how to canoe. <laughs> <laughs> we just went from one bike to the other all the way down the river. Yeah, canoes are hard. <laughs> yeah, no. Canoes
4: are hard to figure
2: out. Well it's not as easy as it looks. But go ahead, Colonel. It, so it actually is.
3: <laughs> we get a we get kind of a late start on a Friday night and it's in the fall but it's a beautiful night, so we we get the boys and Renee, you know, she's just a wretched woman and especially when you camp camping, she gets all bossy and everything. So I'm trying to get the tent and unload everything from the car. But before we because we're getting there, we're not gonna be able to cook anything, so we stop right. at Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay. That's your first mistake. We stop at Taco Tuesday. Bell and
2: Is that Taco Tuesday? This is no.
3: true. The first thing we're gonna do is eat. Yeah. Before we start unloading the van and everything and it's dark. I take the Taco Bell, the bags. I put them on the table. I'm three feet away, and a motherfucking raccoon—oh
2: man—walks right
3: up to the picnic table, oh, yeah. grabs my whole bag of Taco Bell, and walks off in the woods.
2: Uh, they, they think you really should have gone mean. after it.
3: And then, did
2: you have a spork? <laughs> he did. You really don't need one with Taco Bell. No, you don't. Think about that, Brandy. And then <laughs> about—that's so why tacos is the perfect food.
3: Write that down. <laughs> Four, about four of them just stood outside like this 10-foot perimeter of where we was camping. You know what I did? No. I went to Walmart, got me one of those high-powered air guns. They shoot the pellets. I messed up some raccoons. That's an amazing story. Okay. I had to shoot. I had to I had to throw rocks at them to get them to stay away from my campsite. Yeah. But they stole my Taco Bell. He walked right up on the table, looked at me. You know, got, they got those little tiny hands. Flip me to burn. I'm begging you to shut up. his crotch. I'm begging you. Took my you. Taco Bell. I threw my shoe. Rammed.
2: I threw my shoe at one one time. <laughs> <laughs> it hits this because you know we were camping out in Georgia and and they got into our supplies and those things are vicious. I mean they're raccoons are vicious, and so I threw my shoe. I was in my tent. And I threw my
4: shoe. That was not I, on fire.
2: No, I okay. threw my shoe. I hit the raccoon. He rolls over like four or five times, <laughs> and then he gets up, grabs my shoe, and takes yeah. off. And,
5: that's
4: what you get. And I'm
2: hopping around. You know, I'm stepping on like uh, acorns or whatever, and I acorns, you know, whatever they are. And I'm trying to mm. trying to track down my shoe. I Heroin nice.
4: needles, probably. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was it was traumatic.
4: I'm sorry that that happened to you. So Lolo uh, is in Denver. That's why you she put marries, raccoons down. Okay, she married this utensil salesman. She bore him a daughter in 1916, but Pete's meager income did not measure up to her standards, and oh. she took off a loan for Los Angeles in 1920.
2: Did she leave the dollar behind?
4: There, yes, there while shopping for a house to rent, Louise met mining
3: executive Jacob Denton. Now and this is a homely woman, so I don't know well, where they, she. You know, what I, mean, I don't we understand. saw the
2: picture when she was older, though. You, didn't, you didn't No, I
3: saw a picture of her when she was young.
4: She this is what old. I Man don't understand. Back, back in those days, I don't guys run, would run fuck into anything. anybody. Like it's just like, oh, she happened onto this rich guy, and she happened <laughs> onto this rich guy. Motherfuckers, I could go to Beverly Hills and never run into anybody that's got more than five dollars in their pocket.
2: Well, she made it a point to, you know, meet people of uh, means.
4: What? No, well. She's shopping for a house to rent, and she meets mining executive Jacob Denton. Denton had a house to rent, uh, as so as it so happened, right. it but like he was it. soon persuaded to retain the property himself, acquiring Louise as a live-in companion. Ah, oh, they're shocking up. Oh, after several weeks of torrid sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was banging it. Lolo asked Denton. Lolo, Lolo asked
4: Denton to marry her.
2: Well, he liked it.
4: He said, nah, baba, nah. Oh, and he that, said no? Yes, and that was a fatal error. Smiling through the rejection, Louise ordered Denton's caretaker, obviously not her anymore, to dump a ton of earth in the basement where she planned to raise mushrooms. All right. In quotes, Denton's favorite delicacy as a treat for her lover.
2: Okay. It sounds like a nice nice gesture it. on her part. No No
4: mushrooms had sprouted by the time Denton disappeared on May thirtieth, nineteen twenty. But Louise had numerous explanations for curious callers. Okay. First she told all of the people that were came to her house that her man had quarreled with a Spanish looking woman oh. who became enraged and chopped off his arm with a sword.
2: Motherfucker. See we're Colonel. Some, you gotta be careful. Women will chop off your fucking arm with a sword. Oh, uh,
3: you can't give you. You cannot give a woman a sharp object. Well,
4: although he managed to survive, Thank she God. told people, she "Poor ch- Jacob." She, she chopped his whole damn arm off. Well, that's what that was her story. This is her story. Uh, this is yeah. her story. She's making
2: up some fanciful tales.
4: Uh, although he managed to survive, poor Jacob was embarrassed by his handicap and had to go into seclusion. Aw pressed by Denton's lawyer, she revised the story to incorporate an amputated leg. The missing businessman was scheduled to return...
2: This is like a goddamn
3: Monty Python movie.
2: No, no, he, he He's like the Black Knight. She's just making a
3: shit up. He lost an arm, lost a leg. It's just a flesh wound. Well, the, bis- the missing businessman
4: was scheduled to return once he was comfortable with his artificial limb. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever really get comfortable with them? I, Incredibly, I mean, these tales kept everyone at bay for several months, while Mrs. Denton Uh, through a string of lavish parties in her absent lover's home. Okay. It was September by the time that Denton's lawyer grew suspicious. Well, good for him. Nothing (laughs) gets by him. (laughs) He's a sharp one. Calling on police to search the house. An hour's spade work turned up Denton's body in the basement with a bullet hole in his head.
5: Mm. Mm. Did he have his arms?
4: Well, I guess. Detectives started hunting for Lolo and traced her back to Denver, where she resumed a life of wedded bliss with Richard uh, she's back with she's Pete. Back
2: with yeah. Pete. She back with Pete. She back with Pete. She's repeating. She is. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That was a good one, too. Yeah, fist bump on fist that bump one.
4: On. Uh, convicted of a murder charge in January of 1921, Lolo was sentenced to a term of life imprisonment. What? I in the beginning. Bullshit right there. <laughs> that is a little harsh. Well, they weren't applauding her now, were <laughs> yeah. they? Uh, in the beginning
3: Are you like me now? <laughs> Richard
4: corresponded faithfully, but absence failed to make Louise's heart grow fonder of the man she left behind. Oh. In nineteen twenty four, when several of his letters went unanswered, Pete committed suicide. Oh damn. She San- got the guys dropping <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> guys <laughs> dropping left and right. It's, yeah. like,
4: it's like Chuck. Uh the San Excuse Quentin me. Warden. Yeah. Clinton Duffy once described Louise P. that's the fucking
3: name right there yeah. Clinton Duffy, Clinton Duffy. Uh, that's once... a guy you don't fuck with no here come Clinton Duffy <laughs> you just move out the way you just yeah. yes sir <laughs> no sir
2: Yeah. what we got here is a failure <laughs> to communicate okay so he was <laughs> at that time who, who said that on uh, uh, that was on uh, Cool Hand Luke yeah right? Where, yeah. they, where they did a skit on Saturday Night Live about a bilingual um, <laughs> prison cat. <camp laughs> and he said, yeah, what we got here is a failure to communicate <laughs> bilingually. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was a good one, Brandy.
0: That's amazing.
2: you never seen that sketch?
0: Oh, God, that's no.
2: hilarious. Damn. Was it
3: so, Gene Hackman? Who was it? Yeah, it was Gene yeah. It's like you ain't even lived.
5: So
4: once... Uh, Let's see. Clinton Duffy once described Louise Pete as projecting an air of innocent sweetness, which masks a heart of ice.
2: Hmm. He apparently didn't think very much of her. Then.
4: <laughs> Cold Lolo. Lolo. She was pleased with the fact that she had much power over men, to which she bragged about, about it to her fellow inmates. Oh.
3: Uh, no. It was
4: reported that she liked to boast about the lovers. She had driven to their deaths, and she especially (laughs) cherished Richard's suicide as proof that even prison walls could not contain her fatal charm. Hmm. In 1933, Louise was transferred from San Quentin to the prison at... Walla Walla. No, I wish it was Walla Walla.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You love Walla Walla. Tehachapi? That's uh, Strother Martin near Colonel. It wasn't Gene Hackman.
4: (laughs) Something like that. Tehachapi? Tehachapi. That's what I said Ted Chappie. Ted Chappie. and six years later, so you're correcting the correct thing that I said. Well, you said it with a weird
3: accent. I did not. Yeah, the accents over the last, so you know, stop, I, stop. I
2: it, the thing I noticed is that our listeners never fact check us. So, <laughs> uh, six I'll go years with
4: that. six years later, on her tenth attempt to win parole, she was released from custody. Oh. Her ultimate release was due to, in no small small part to intercession from a social worker margaret logan and her husband arthur
2: yeah this woman kind of gets the bad <laughs> Short
4: paroled to the care of miss latham in los angeles louise was allowed to take the name anna lee after her favorite movie star she found employment at a serviceman's canteen in world war ii Ooh-wee. in 1942 an elderly, an elderly an elderly female co-worker you know vanished. she was doing
2: a jitterbug you know she was Probably 19- doing that damn... What was that? The Charleston where they put their hands on their knees <laughs> yeah. and, and... the Lindy. Yeah, the Lindy. Yeah.
4: Okay. You in read your, you read your an elderly read female co-worker vanished inexplicably. Her home discovered in a state of disarray. Unlike you motherfuckers, I'm still working while all this is going on. So, I'm, on, I'm so on my lunch break. They,
2: we have a trail of dead bodies. And, and missing jewelry. Yeah. Yes. How
3: long did she spend in prison altogether? Uh,
4: let's see... I don't know, 24, about nine years, eight or nine years. Uh, Let's see. Detectives called on Anna Lee, the missing woman's closest friend, and they were told that the woman had died of injuries sustained in a fall. In what may be described as monumental negligence, they bought the story, never bothering to check out Anna's background or obtain a death certificate. The kindly Mrs. Latham died in 1943 and Louise was paroled to the Logans. She married an elderly bank manager, Lee Judson, uh, in May of 1944, and on May 30th, Margaret Logan visited or vanished I'm sorry, Margaret Logan vanished without a trace, Louise telling Margaret's age, aged husband that his wife was in the hospital, unable to receive visitors. By late June, Louise had persuaded the authorities that Arthur Logan was insane. She had masqueraded as his sister to get him committed to a state hospital where he would die six months later.
0: This bitch, man.
4: It's a cold-ass woman right here, man. Louise moved into their house with Judson. Uh, but a all... crazy old man walking around. So she around. kills
2: the wife. She has the husband committed, and she she uh, moves her boy toy, it's a yeah. 90-year-old Banker into these people's this, homes. This is a woman you would be dating, Timmy. <laughs>
3: but all, but all was not well in the household. She's just one drug habit away from being your girlfriend, Timmy.
2: <laughs> tell us what happens next, Colonel.
3: Well, let me tell you about her downfall, Timmy. Okay. In short order, her husband discovered a bullet hole in on one wall, Timmy. Hmm.
2: That sounds sus- a little suspicious, Brenda. <clears throat> with
3: a suspicious mound of earth in the garden,
2: hmm. huh?
3: And an insurance policy naming Louise as Margaret Logan's sole beneficiary. Now, beneficiary is somebody who gets the money Seriously, and an insurance policy. Do not they be to
4: me right now. It's too late in the day for your bullshit.
3: So we're just, we're just trying to make sure you can keep up with the story, devil. That's all. Dude, you can barely keep up with the story. Still, Timmy. What else? What happened? He right. said nothing. Okay. And it remained for Louise herself to unravel this web of deception. Hmm. By December 1944, Timmy, Louise's parole officer, had grown suspicious of the regular reports submitted over Margaret Logan's okay, so shaky he, signature that contained such glowing praise for her charge. That was prosad, too, Timmy. So,
2: so she's re- basically sending in the, her own probation reports. It appears, yes. Okay. He's
3: grown a little suspicious. So the police, they all lie hiding in the bushes one day before Mm -hmm. Christmas, Mm -hmm. and they invade the Logan home. Okay. And this prompts Lee Judson to voice his suspicions at last. Okay. Margaret Logan's body was unearthed in a garden, Timmy. Damn it. Whereupon Louise offered another of her patented fables.
2: Okay. She She could spin a yarn, Brandon. She could
3: spin a yarn. In this story... Decrepit author Logan, that's a nice picture you painted there. Timmy. Thank you, Colonel. His I'm
2: glad one of you appreciate my, appreciates my writing. Well, you
3: know, I know you are caught on these, Timmy.
2: I do indeed.
3: I wish I was in a war for best screenplay. Oh my a God, give it up it. already!
2: brandy you should appreciate my uh, how the words just kind of come out of my fingers. You know what? When
4: you pick one of my stories again. Then yeah, I'll appreciate that's it. That's
2: not
3: happening. Good. Well, right? then, there you go. <laughs> Have we ever done one of your stories? Yeah. yeah. Sylvia oh, okay. Likens was one of oh, mine. Oh, that was gruesome. Yeah, of course mm. it was one of yours. Mm. In this story, decrepit author Logan had suddenly gone insane. There you go. Beating his wife to death in a maniacal, maniacal. rage. Maniacal. Maniacal. It was maniacal. Is that now, how it's spelled? Probably. What? <laughs> Terrified of attracting suspicion due to her background, Louise is
2: of questionable character (laughs) brand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Louise buried the corpse and stalled for a month before having often committed to an asylum. Louise was charged with Margaret Logan's murder. Her husband booked as an accessory. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Her third murder trial began, you know, you gotta reevaluate your life decisions when you're on your third murder trial, Timmy. it, it is a <laughs> time. Yeah, you're doing something. It's it, time for reflection. It really yeah. is. <laughs> it's, it's just time to get a life coach. Now, Pete's third murder trial began in Los Angeles in April of nineteen forty five and prosecutors theorized that Pete had killed Margaret Logan to gain control of her finances. Hmm <laughs> They allege That she killed Logan after the two had an argument over a two hundred dollar check Pete had forged in Logan's name.
2: What do you think about that, Brandy? Brandy, what do you think about that?
3: I I don't know. If you'd be paying attention, maybe you'd have an opinion. I am. As in her first murder for the slaying of Jacob Denton over twenty years earlier, Pete claimed to be broke and was assigned a public defender, Ellery Cuff. Now, Cuff—that's uh, a,
2: a nice name for an attorney. <clears throat> Man, Ellery.
3: Sure. Ellery's good. Cuff, I'm not sure about. Now, Cuff had an uphill battle here, Timmy, because evidence against Pete was pretty, pretty goddamn compelling.
2: Yeah, you got a dead body in the in the basement. That's pretty compelling.
3: Yeah. Now, for the <laughs> most part, Louise sat quietly as the prosecution drew deadly parallels between the 1920 murder of Jacob Denton and the 1944 murder of Margaret Logan. However she disrupted the trial during testimony by police chemist ray pinker Mm. from the witness stand pinker testified to a conversation between louise and lapd homicide captain thad brown now in 1947 thad brown's brother finnis would be one of the lead detectives in the black dahlia case coincidentally amazing
2: you like how i just add those little facts to make the story yeah. a little bit more interesting
4: yes
3: see amazing. now if listeners if you pay attention unlike the devil over here who trying to get some amazon.com coupons or whatnot looking at porn on i don't know what you're doing over there but midget you, you learn she's something she's looking, at, she looking at dwarf porn little yeah. people porn, yeah, little people porn. <laughs> so anyway Bridget pinker the now pinker's on the stand and he said that prior to the discovery of Ms. Logan's body in a shallow grave in the backyard of a home,
2: all right, she's in a backyard. I'm Brown sure.
3: had faced Pete and said, "Louise, you have have you blown your top again and done what you did before?" To which she replied, "Well, my friends told me that I would blow my top again, and I want to talk to Jean. That's the sheriff.
2: Yeah. So basically, she's the saying, L.A. County sheriff. She's yeah. confirming that she.
3: Louise spun around in her chair to the defense table and shouted, That is not all of the conversation. Her attorney quieted her.
2: Hmm. Wisely.
3: Wisely.
2: Simmer down. Simmer, girl. Simmer. Simmer down now. Simmer down, girl. Now, Pinker
3: testified... Wouldn't
2: you hate ha- if you were a defense attorney, wouldn't you hate to have Chuck as your client? <laughs> God. That's all i do all now, day. Shut the
3: fuck that up. That is not how... Hold on just a goddamn minute. That is not what I said. <laughs> That's not how I killed him. <laughs> That's not how I killed him. Now, you dumbass, if you was a good detective, you, you had obviously seen the, the the hole in the back that you missed entirely there. Yeah. That's why I stabbed him first. I didn't stab him in the chest first. So, anyway... Pinker testified as to how he found the mound covering Miss Logan's body. He said found a
2: mound. <laughs> he
3: found the mound. He said that he had observed a slight rise in the ground which was framed by flower pots. A slight rise. The coppers didn't have to dig very deep before uncovering Margaret's remains. Not very deep. Not deep at all. May a mere eight inches. That's not all that deep. When Louise was asked to face the grave, she turned away and hid her face with her handbag. <laughs> well, she doesn't have to look at it that clearly. What the hell's wrong with him? She was getting some of the vapors. She couldn't even look at the woman. All of Pinker's testimonies was extremely what damaging to Pete's him? case.
4: I love how he tells the story. Oh, my God. In
3: particular, he said he tested a gun found in Miss Pete's bedroom, and when he tested the bullets... When I write,
2: Colonel, I write in your voice.
3: Thank you, Timmy. Right at her. I like to I like to think that I can bring your words to life to me make really? them come off the page for the listeners Unlike this one over here who just mails it
2: in I to wonder me. if any of our lady listeners when they hear your voice pleasure themselves
3: Gross is anybody out there? touching? Gross. If you're touching your tingly parts right now, could you just send me a p.m. And let us know me or Timmy either one not me <laughs> Pinch
2: pinch your clit. (laughs) Oh! And then
4: your mother listens to this. I don't know why
2: anyone (laughs) does actually.
3: Your mother listens
2: to this. I love my mom. Simmer down. All right.
4: Yeah, and maybe she loves Chuck. If the Colonel's
3: making you tingly, just let us know. It's better than a review on iTunes.
2: No, I mean, he has a lot of women on our Facebook page that find him attractive for some reason. So, I'm wondering if they ever. Why are
4: you wondering
3: that?
2: I wonder. I wonder. Why do you wonder? You keep your musings
3: to yourself. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a lot of things in this world I wonder about. That that guy,
2: when we put the anonymous uh, uh, messaging thing on Uh our front page, he got a lot of. uh, I got
3: a lot of dirty, explicit explicit things. I know. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I'm, I know. I forgot my my username and password. I can't get back in there. Oh, <laughs> well, that sucks for you. Yeah.
2: No, yeah. it sucks for someone who's fantasizing about it. I know. And he can't, can't, can't even get into his account.
3: <laughs> so if if by chance while you're listening to this and the colonel getting you getting you <sighs> some blood flow to the tingly parts, Gross. um Just know the colonel loves you. Now Louise testified. <laughs> What do you think about that, Brandy? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, where was that? All of <laughs> Pika's sh- testimony was extremely damaging to Miss Pete's case. In particular, he said he tested a gun found in Miss Pete's bedroom, and when he tested the bullets, they were consistent with the thirty-two caliber round found lodged beneath a plast- in the plaster in the living room
2: of the Logan home. You think about that, Brandy? It's amazing. That's damning. Evidence. It is damning. Ballistic
3: evidence. Mm-hmm. The prosecution's case was going to be difficult, to refute. Difficult. It must have been Refuting. a tough call. almost for, impossible. Almost impossible. It must have been a tough call for the defense when they allowed, decided to allow Louise to take this stand.
4: Lolo took the stand in her was own defense? It, Lolo it was de- a
3: tough call. She could be volatile and unpredictable. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, my lawyers always advise me against it. Your lawyers just advise you to keep your cock holster shut, and you <laughs> never do. No, I don't. I do not, and I have I have uh, been been put in handcuffs for it. Mm. So anyway, Louise testified to Ms. Logan.
2: You know, I'm sure the people at Acast Network is very proud that they've asked us to join them. <laughs> yeah, this is the
3: first one. Uh, yeah, they, it was a little contempt charge. It was no big deal. All right. She, and and the judge was wrong. They had to drop it later.
4: And the judge was wrong. Yeah.
3: Louise testified that Ms. Logan had phoned her to ask if she... The judge applauded she, him as he was let out <laughs> <the door>. <laughs> <laughs> I think the rest of the people in traffic court was applauding. Because you wouldn't shut up, I and now they can a, sit there in silence. I had exhibits and 8x10 color glossy photos. Slide to the stop sign? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was a, it was a no left turn, and the tree was blocking the sign that yeah. said no left turn. Okay. So
2: he was. He, he got it. That's a good argument, Brandon. Yeah, I, have my no I had my pictures. No left turn. Everything.
3: You couldn't turn left out of this driveway. But then the city had let the tree overgrow the sign that said you, you know could what, not. I shouldn't have asked. Just yeah. I, I'm I'm already bored with so this story. So when I got Back there, to Lulu. I took a bunch of pictures Lolo. of the Fire.
4: sign, and I'm already bored with this story.
3: And all the sign you could see exhausting. with the branch hanging the down story is exhausting. was no turn.
2: The motherfucker couldn't just bah, pay bah, thirty-five blah. dollar fine and. <laughs> <No>.
3: <laughs> 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 they need to trim the hedges anyway. All right, all of, I got out of it, all the miss. Pinker's testimony it was damaging um now Louise okay well to where Louise could be volatile mm. volatile volatile yes is that how it's spelled and unpredictable excellent Louise testified to Ms. Logan had phoned her to ask if she could keep house for her while she was working at the Douglas Aircraft Company Timmy hmm <laughs> Louise was that when she arrived at the I'm Logan I'm not believing home, anything this lady's saying at She this point. found Miss Margaret badly bruised, allegedly the result of Mr. Logan, the decrepit old man, kicking her in the face. That now, how are you going to tell a 90-year-old man kick somebody in the face to death? Because he'd know. have fallen down after two kicks, and you I know he couldn't get her. any ass behind that kick.
2: I would have applauded her.
3: Yeah. So, anyway... Mr. Logan would be unable to refute any of this because he had died just days
2: before. That's the dude who killed himself
3: in the psychiatric hospital where he was undergoing treatment for the psychiatric (laughs) disorder that he did not have. Exactly. Because
2: she claimed to be his sister and having committed. (laughs) Louise claimed. Apparently, he had some psychological orders because he jumped out of a window. So.
4: Is that in the story, or is that one of those tidbits you held back? Uh,
2: he committed suicide. I, I don't think I put in about how he did it, but he did jump out of a window. And this was during the trial, and he was like one of the only witnesses against her.
3: <laughs> Louise claimed to have been masquerading as his sister. Louise, it was observed, seemed pleased that Mr. Logan committed suicide due to their separation. <laughs>
2: <It's> my, my... <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she was. She was. She was, she was... <laughs> how much did <can> you? <laughs>
3: Fuck up somebody's life. I mean, you, motherfucker sitting there watching ESPN Sports Center. <laughs> you know, the she, motherfucker comes and
2: kills. She was your honored wife. that he jumped out of a window because she missed. He missed
3: her. I mean, I mean
2: was it because he
4: missed her really, honey?
3: gives yourself a grilled cheese sandwich. The authorities coming all your way. Take you to the psych ward. He thinks she kills his wife. That's just some fucked up stuff, right that is there. Fucked up. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a tragic tale for this poor bastard. <laughs> he jumps out the window. Good lord! He just a fucking. And he was on the first floor, but he was ninety-four years old. <laughs>
4: so he could have tripped out the window.
0: I'm bending
2: it all.
5: His bones. Oh, my
4: God. <laughs> you know what To be the what worst thing? What is wrong with the two of you?
2: <laughs> what do, You know, be my luck if I jumped off a building. I'd hit some y- <laughs> yawning or something. <laughs> awning on the way down. Yawning? That would, that
4: would you'd be, hit a yawning? <laughs>
2: no, wouldn't that be fucked up? <laughs> I mean, I, I, It's okay to feel like you hit the street because then you're dead. But but to hit an awning or something on your way down. It'd slow you down real quick. Yeah, it slow you down. Just it hurts. It <laughs> Well, you know that shit can hurt when yeah, you. Yeah, but you it. expect it to be a quick second or whatever. Instead, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you're like a ping pong ball. Right now.
4: <laughs> well, it's not a fucking Tom and Jerry oh, cartoon. Oh, it's like a wily it. coyote or some shit.
3: You remember when they went, went back when they had the metal monkey bars, Timmy? Yes, my, my friend who we never liked his name was Bobby Annecamp. He climbed to the top of it, and my other friend Tom pushed him. <laughs> Oh. And this motherfucker's head hit every bar on the oh. way down. It was like a ping pong, ding
2: ding ding. Hey, those those ding, playgrounds like back in the day—they hey, they were death traps.
4: Hey, first of all, that's Darwinism. You you better. <laughs> you had, we had
2: this slide. Put up first or of shut up. All, It's a
4: metal slide. A metal
2: slide with nails had, coming climb, up out of it. It had like forty steps. You had to climb up uh, about ninety feet in the air. You so separate the the weak. And then insult to injury. You could when you slide, it would be like it was
3: your skin would you stick it, to yeah. it. and then you it would, would throw you slide. forward where you'd roll off the slide
2: yeah. drop 40 fall, feet it'd kill you yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was concrete yeah. i mean it was on concrete it's like there was no wood chips back then no. there
3: was none of that shredded up rubber that's how they
4: separated the week
3: <laughs> i know and <laughs> the slide would be like 240 degrees oh yeah yeah time. exactly so oh my god i know you your legs down
2: do you, you remember the swing sets? Did you ever, like, try to loop over the bar, you know, swing so up? Did,
4: we would we would swing, <laughs> and we would get so high, to... and then we'd
3: jump out. Oh, yeah. No. yeah we'd...
4: My, okay. Well, third asshole. Hold on. <laughs> no.
3: My <laughs> brother asshole. did that to me. He made me, you know, try to get up, and mm-hmm. I, I was afraid of heights. So, he's, you know, my brother could always talk me into doing shit. I had to do it if my brother dared me. And you remember those hard rubber flat swings? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got all the way up to me, jumped, landed. I was the proudest motherfucker in the whole world. Swing so came back past my head, um, <laughs> came back down, cracked me right there, right <laughs> in the goddamn forehead. I had to get nine stitches in my forehead from that. That's swing. a rookie mistake. That was a rookie mistake. I was
4: like, oh, up in there. I rocky. Goddamn rookie mistake. You gotta did, did, jump. Did. How did you not jump <laughs> far enough out that it oh, didn't you hit you? Oh, you remember having like
2: swing sideways and try to crash into each other?
3: No, that's a boy thing. We didn't uh, do that. We did that. You know, well, I jumped out far enough. The thing was I landed... And I was all happy when like, I saw it. What, did I the wind inch? blow you back? Clearly I started you didn't walking jump back toward clearly that way. Clearly you didn't jump
4: out far no, enough. No,
3: I, I jumped, I landed, I was all happy. You can't I make this story better. Down.
4: You're stupid. You it can't hit, make that story better.
3: It didn't hit me on the way back down. It passed my head on the way back down. It was on the way You're back You're not again. making that story better. It just Because you basically head. walked into it. I did. Well, dumbass. <laughs> me a bunch of stitches. So anyway... The old man here, he jumps out the first floor window. He doesn't. No, it wasn't get, a first floor window. It was like tenth,
2: the 10th floor, I think. <laughs> well, so.
3: Anyway, his old bones turned to dust. So, what are we at here? Logan's death was a boon for Louise in another way, boom. and she Lolo. took full advantage of it by blaming him for his wife's death. So now, this poor bastard, this poor bastard he he <laughs> lost his grilled cheese, he lost his house, he in the psych ward, probably getting having to do laundry for the big big shady dodgy crazy man. You know what I mean? Somebody's old girlfriend in, in the psychiatric home. Get so bored. he says, fuck it, I'm jumping out the window," and now they accuse him of murder. So even in death, they took away this man's dignity. Timmy, that's a shame. Poor guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they was gonna they 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 drugged Did him. The back jury up buy and, it? Well, in court, Louise was asked to recreate her story, which had Arthur Logan shooting and battering his wife, but she appeared to be squeamish. Mm. When she was shown the murder gun and asked by the judge to pick it up and demonstrate how Arthur Logan had used it to kill his wife, Louise said, I will not take up that gun in my hand.
2: She took umbrage of that, Brandy. She (laughs)
3: did. She did. Louise's attorney tried valiantly to contradict the evidence against his client. Well, he failed. Louise seemed little concerned and showed very little interest in the proceedings, much like you show very little interest in this podcast, devil. You're going to be found guilty one day of deviating from your job. Yeah, what murder. was she doing? Of during, desertion.
2: What was she doing during the trial? She playing Candy Crush. No, 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 Louise.
3: What was Lolo doing, you dick? Louise, Lolo.
2: She was disinterested. She was knitting. What
3: well, motherfucker put that in and, the script then?
2: And she was re- reading a book on Chinese philosophy. <laughs> I'm not making this well, up. Well, you know, you can't
4: waste that kind
3: of time. I mean, yeah. you she know. She was reading The Importance of Living, a Chinese philosophy book, yeah
2: so so it was in the script
3: eventually yeah now in may 35 may 31 1945 the jury found her you fucking idiot for the record
4: chuck just bounced his hand off the table and hit himself in the face for the record for all of those you at for all of you at home
2: he's the fourth stooge this fucking
4: jackass just hit himself in the face on accident trying to be a smart ass
2: what, what did they, What was the decision, Colonel?
3: Jesus H. Mother <laughs> of Pearl. Paul, you might be a little tingly out there. That was just a slap on the butt.
2: <laughs> so, he's, he's got one eye closed. <laughs> it looks like Popeye. It's swelling it's fucking up. Fucking
3: Dillweed. <laughs> that shit hurt, man. I bet it did.
2: <laughs> okay, what did the jury find?
3: The jury found guilty
2: okay timmy guilty brandy
3: that's, that's guilty they of should. Murder. Murder. she looked up briefly to make a mocking facial expression to the prosecutor <laughs> then resumed reading
2: i wonder I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if she stuck her tongue out and put her hands like her ears on her yes yeah,
3: she <laughs> She jumped up on, on the table, grabbed her crotch like,
2: I got you guilty right here, mama. In a raspberry yeah. or Cheer or something. God.
3: So she looked up briefly to make a, a mocking facial expression, but she maintained her innocence. Of course she did.
2: Yeah. So
3: she appealed.
2: Yeah, of course. And she appealed again. Peel Appeal that shit.
3: And appealed one more time. Appeal it like a banana. Yep. Hey, yeah. But all the appeals failed though. Every time. That, Brandy? Out time and on april 11 1947 they took her ass to san quentin and put her in the gas chamber timmy that's a shame like directly into the gas chamber yes they did and they they turned on the gas and they let her sit there and she suffocated. i wonder why
2: while she, while she was waiting if she said see what's smell gas
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe to be in here somebody could get hurt Louise became just the second woman in California history to be executed by the state. She is interred at a cemetery in Los Angeles.
2: Hmm. Brandy, and,
3: and you know what that little that little monitor
4: is saying back there, and wherever the hell she was from, bumfuck Louisiana or whatever <laughs> uh, it was, what? <laughs> I knew that shit was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. I tried to tell you, motherfuckers. Put a hex on her. Well,
2: mm-hmm. you know, right, Brandy, your final thoughts on serial killer Louise Pete. Bitches are crazy. All right.
3: mm-hmm.
2: Colonel, your final thoughts on serial killer Louise Pete? I, I love You that. know,
3: I feel sorry for some of these poor bastards, Timmy. I mean, some of them. <clears throat> it just
2: goes to show
3: you how a woman can just destroy your life, Timmy.
2: What do you think about that, Brandy?
3: And I mean, now, granted, <laughs> she was she was worse than most, uh-huh. but
2: she it wasn't all, atypical, is what you're saying. She
3: she was worse. I mean, but. She was basically the king cobra, Uh-huh. but the, uh, it's like you know, getting bit by a king cobra or a cobra, you're still getting bit by a cobra. Yeah, and women will drive you to do crazy shit. Uh, your thoughts on that, Brandy? Shut up. All well, right, uh, it's true though. I mean, look at all the look at all
2: the wars that have been caused by women. You got a good point, Colonel. Uh-huh. Okay, so thank you all for listening. Uh, we would like to th- give a special shout out to our Patreon supporters that keep us on the air. Thank you for supporting us. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweez where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or
3: or just a wee little bit, Timmy.
2: Just a tip. Uh, we would appreciate it very much. And Brandy, why don't you give a shout out to all the kind, generous people who support this podcast.
4: Daniel Bassett, Jim Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Shelly Garrett, Bridget Clavy, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, <clears throat> Maggie Glover, Daniel Sweet, Amber Anderson, they Walk Among Us, Lorna Violet, James Seabright, Michael Deo, Kelly, Karen Widner, Callie, Joseph Kerr, Lauren Meredith. Why did I feel like I already said that, but I didn't. Jessica Greeno, uh, The Pleasing Terrors Podcast, Sarah, Amber Krupp, The Now American History Podcast, Rebecca Osinger, Karen Alden, Cheryl, Katherine Richardson, Fiona, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Maja, Aaron, Kimberly Cambron, Elise, the History Goes Bump podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Amber Scoville, Jahara, Alicia and Chip, Dr. Jeff and Don, Andrew Hap, Karen Barnes, Richard Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Jennifer Siemens, Cindy Lou, Kristen, Heather Poole, Zachary, Canadian True Crime, Charlie and Allie from Insight, Donna, uh, John, Sue Story, Nene, Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Christine Hure, uh, Cheryl Weldon, Jody Wells, and Rudy the Wonder
2: Dog. And we want to give a shout out to Dottie. Yes, my mom. And Lady Beverly. Yes. Thank you all for supporting the podcast. It means everything to us. We seriously, sincerely appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dreams. Bye, everyone. Bye bye. Good day.
1: Planning for your next trip?